Hello and welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Senior Editor Roman Loyola. I'm joined by staff writers Michael Simon and Jason Cross. Hi, guys. Hello. And Good morning. Muscle here with producer Dan Masuoka. Yeah. Yep, that's me. Dan keeps track of Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I We're try. now live on YouTube, so this is a new thing for us. So uh, if you guys are joining us, let us know any comments and questions that you have. Uh, and Dan will monitor those sites and chime in with your guys' uh, comments and questions. We would also like a, a bit of housekeeping before we move on. Uh, we want to do a little bit of retooling of the podcast. Uh, updating. A, a refresh. little updating, refresh. Yeah. we like to know what you guys like about the podcast, what you don't like, what you'd like to see us do more of, less of. You know, just your general comments and ideas for the podcast, what you would like to see. Uh, who you hate, who you like. Yeah. You know, give, us, give us all of it. Should so, Roman grow out his yes. facial hair less, again less more? Less Jason, yes. more Mike. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> so let us know what your comments are. We'll take a look at those and we'll uh, try and see what we can do yeah, to we'll make try to the podcast that. better. Yeah. So, the, I mean, one part we, what we always want is the viewer comments and questions. So we encourage you guys to chime in when, what, whatever we're talking about. So any other bit of... Housekeeping. I was supposed to do this last week, yeah. and I totally spaced on it. So I want to check with Dan to make sure that am I missing any other housekeeping? Uh, I think that's issue. about it. We're okay. now streaming all three things, and yeah, give us you know your feedback so we know how to improve the show. Yeah, yeah. Because so the shows not, they were in episode five ninety one, yes. and that is you know that's a lot of episodes. It's a lot of episodes. It's like Fifteen years yeah. of episodes. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to talk about. Uh, the Apple Watch and developers leaving that particular platform. We're going to talk about the upcoming iOS 11.3 and the battery health settings. But first, we're going to talk about the HomePod. Uh, early reviews of the HomePod have been released. T-minus 48 hours, I yes. think, or something like that. 38 yeah. or something. HomePod officially yeah. starts shipping on Friday. We bought one. We're going to get one and hopefully do a live unboxing of it video uh on i have to remember to say youtube now or actually we don't do we are we um, doing it on youtube do i think we'll try we should theoretically be able to go to all of them okay so we'll probably go to all of them so if you're watching this podcast yeah. live then you should be able to see our our unboxing live so well we don't have a time yet because I have to go to the Apple store and pick it up, and I have to be told by the Apple store when I can pick it up. So sometime on Friday, we'll have an unboxing of that. Jason will be here. Did, did they, uh, they email you to let you know? Because I'm getting mine from the Apple store as well. It's not just you can walk in at 8 o'clock and get it. Yeah, I think they send you an email or oh, even okay. a text. I, I actually don't remember. I have to check right. that. I checked uh, this morning in my local Apple store in, um, in uh, Connecticut. You can't pick them up anymore from the store, so they sold out of their allotment of um, HomePods oh. for people ordering them early. So that's somewhat of an encouraging sign for sales, I guess. Yeah. So early, but uh, early reviews have been coming out this week. I saw I saw before we went live that John Gruber John Gruber over at Daring Fireball posted his review. Fashionably late as always. Yes. <laughs> But uh, several other sites have posted reviews, and the consensus is it sounds great, but then there's Siri. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. There was no like um, uh, Matthew Panzerino at TechCrunch 
condensed it to four sentences and that's really you don't everything you think you know about HomePod is what it is. It yeah. sounds yeah. great. No surprises. It, it's limited for Siri and that's it. You know, like it's there's no surprises, there's no secret features, there's no like blow away thing like, oh my God, we didn't know this. It is what it is. Yeah. And you can make your buying decision based on that. I'm yeah. interested to know from the people who are watching who are interested in iPod, what are your priorities? Is it is yeah. it the audio? Is it the digital assistant slash Siri? You know, what's your priorities when it comes to HomePod? Well, Ashworth on on YouTube is saying that I'm curious as to how good the simulated stereo is. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to know that just yet. But um, from what people have said who have used it at, um, I guess, WWDC was when they uh, demoed that, that it, you know, it, it does sound like stereo sound, but... The single HomePod also kind of sounds like stereo sound as well as in the sense that it doesn't beam it at you. It kind of fills the room with sound. Right. And you can distinctly hear left and right channel stuff. Um, Yeah, it's supposedly better at that than the other smart speakers are. Yeah. I I would say if you're interested in stereo sounds, particularly for movies, then you should. This isn't the way to go. You should get a Sonos system or some other system to, to do that for the, you know, the real way. And Duppa on Twitter is asking us to give a live review. Um, definitely ask questions when we're doing it, and we'll try to test what we can out at the time. Um, yeah. And then Merley is asking if you have to have Apple Music subscription to get it. You don't have to, but you should. <laughs> yes, it's, yeah. its primary to, music source is Apple Music. Now You have to be able to stream your music from right. Apple which means you have to have either purchased iTunes tracks. Uh, if you have a bunch of MP3s that, you know, fell off the truck, uh, but you have iTunes match and they're matched, then those will work. Mm-hmm. And of course, Apple Music will work. It, basically, if you can't open up iTunes and stream that track one way or the other, it's not good. The Syrian stuff won't work. Uh, you can always take anything on your phone and use AirPlay. It's an AirPlay speaker. Um, but that's, and this, the sound that's will be idea. just as good, according to what we've what we've heard. Sure. But um, right, you won't be able to say you know Siri play something by someone right. unless so, you have um, iCloud I, I Music Library. So, as a specific example, if I took my CD collection and ripped it, ripped all the all the music and put it in my iTunes, will I be able to play those songs through HomePod? If you have, well, yes. uh, no, uh, not just if you just dump them into iTunes, right, you that's... have to have, I, you have to have, uh, I, uh, the iTunes, the music match service, which is, I think $10 a year or Jeez. something. 25. Yes. I think it's, yeah. yes, <laughs> I, I can't remember. I iTunes think it's match one, before Apple music, I subscribed and there was $25 a year. Maybe they changed it, but I don't think so. Okay. Um, but yeah, you have to have that. You have to have the match if it's just, I, I ripped my own MP3s. It's not going to read stuff from your local iTunes library. It, it reads stuff from your iTunes cloud li- right, account right. only. But you can still play them through a phone or through Apple TV or wherever, what, what have you. Correct. You just, it just won't do the magical, happy, you know, play this for me. Right. You can't say, hey, Siri, play blank on blank. Right. Right. I just woke up my phone. Yeah, I just heard that. <laughs> um, Nominal on Twitter is asking about playlists. And on on, on YouTube, I'm going to have to get used to saying that, 
Uh, Talman is asking or saying that the Siri mics look greatly improved, but Siri yeah. is still such an old maid. Absolutely. What does it really matter? Right. Yeah. Yeah, from what they say, the uh, the people who have tried it, that um, it's it's remarkable that you know you could have music blasting and just normally say "Hey Siri" and it's able to filter out all this noise and pick up your voice and um, hear you. But yeah, there's not just not that much that it can do still. Right, mm-hmm. there's still an issue of the execution yeah. of Siri, and and I think I read that it's not even as good as if you use Siri like on your Apple TV. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, or your phone, or, or your you know. phone. Yeah. yeah, it does. It does specific home potty things, but um, as a general Siri device, it's just not there. And you know, it's. I understand this is not Apple's primary reason for making HomePod. They want it to be a really good speaker for Apple Music, mm-hmm. but they're entering a market that's established by Amazon Echo and Google with their home devices, and to say. It's a smart speaker, but it's not that kind of a smart speaker. It just infuriates me yeah. because there's no reason yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, they say, oh, we started this project so many years ago right. and stuff. And well, had you released it then, it would not be <laughs> right. behind exactly. the times. If this but came out five was, years ago, it would have been awesome. Yeah, the, but the times have moved on and, and you can get a Sonos One and have Alexa and attach your mu- Apple Music account to it and play your Apple Music stuff. I mean, it's not really uh yeah that 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 sort of shifting of the goalposts this doesn't work it it's correct that is that that is what it is and it isn't this other thing but that's not going to cut it especially at a at a premium price point yeah and you know you can get a google home max and you get a google play music account or what you know what have you right or spotify yes, it, or anything else or yeah. spotify or whatever you want yeah and there's nothing about apple music at the moment that sets it apart from Spotify or, you know, it's just, it's a great library of songs and the series, the, the series stuff is cool, but yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's more of a party trick for like a useful home assistant. It's just, Apple's just not doing it. Yeah. They don't, they don't care to. They're not yet. It seems like uh, Facebook is a little bit more on the defense of Apple. Um, because okay. Andre is saying that, I would buy it for the audio quality okay. because no, they have, and, and if that's there's nothing honestly, wrong with that, all you sure. care about. Yeah. yeah. If, um, if honestly, you're just going like, uh, I want to buy a $350 speaker. That sounds great. Like yeah. I didn't, I don't care that it doesn't work with as nearly as many things as the other smart speakers. I don't care about Alexa. I don't care about Google assistant. I don't care about any of the, you know, all I want it to do is sound great. Well, you, you can buy a $350 speaker. That sounds great. That's, Are people and, saying it that. sounds better yes. or worse? I'm better, saying it sounds but not that much better. Yeah, yeah. For, I've, for its price point. Yeah, I think the reviews I've read, uh, it's slightly better better than the Sonos. So, yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, the audio, using it for the music only. I mean, that's a perfectly valid reason. But yeah. as we're mm-hmm. saying, you know, the, these products have there's an evolution to these products that have been has been reached. And Apple is still behind the curve on that. Yeah, and you know, I remember. I remember years ago when Apple introduced Siri and it was touted as this big thing. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they were first. You know, they were like, not first, like years ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And its evolution has, yeah. you know, been stymied. It's so. But even and, within yeah. its own app, this is an Apple thing for the Apple ecosystem stuff. It's not doing, it's not able to do some of the things you'd expect. You can't, if you have an Apple TV as well, you can't say to your home pod out into the ether you know hey siri 
play Altered Carbon on Netflix on my Apple TV and it'll come up. Like it, it, <laughs> you, you should, you can do that on the Google ones. You can do that on the, yeah, and you can do that on Amazon TV. too. Yeah. yeah. If you have a fire TV, you, yeah. it, it doesn't do that. Right. Yeah. So even just in keeping with Apple's own walled garden, it's not even doing as right. much stuff as the, as the competition. So, right. It's a strictly a music pod device like AirPods yeah. and like iPod. And that's, that's what they're, that's what they wanted to do, and that's what they Although, wanted to be. Although, you know, to, to give AirPods credit, they work fine as Bluetooth. Yeah, yeah, and they're, gr- they're great. Any Android phone or anything else that uses Bluetooth. That's true. And this doesn't. That's true. Um, yeah. Drawer on Facebook is saying that in Israel, drawers in Israel, and they don't have even have Spotify there. Right. So depending on your um, country, you know, Maybe some of the, you know these other music services aren't. Well, they also don't have HomePod there because it's only available in Australia, England, and the U.S. Yeah, at the moment, they must have their way. <laughs> right. Import it. Um, and Talman on YouTube is asking, how will Apple resolve the issue with Apple Music only recognizing one user account? Yeah, that's yeah, that's be a interesting. that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody. I was, you know, I was trying to um, read as much as I could, and someone brought up a, a, a point. So if you have your iTunes music library right now, you know, you listen to it on your phone, and you know, you are, it learns what you like and it suggests things. But when it's in your house, you know, everyone's going to be using it. Like for example, my kid is like listens to different things that I listen to. So if he's saying I I want to play whatever he plays, and then my wife plays whatever she plays, and I play whatever I play those recommendations are going to be all skewed. So, you know, it, that is an issue that it doesn't differentiate between different accounts. Yep. It's exactly yeah. like, uh, you know, when everybody messes up your Netflix account and they yeah, had right. to come up with different but Netflix different like users, profiles, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So Siri on phones and stuff can certainly distinguish between your voice and somebody else's. Yeah. Your phone should only light up for you and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the HomePod's not doing that. And even if they don't ever... I mean, this is not a problem. This is a problem they could fix with software. But even if they don't do multiple different iCloud accounts, they at least need to let to distinguish between this is the account holder's voice and mm-hmm. everybody else is a guest. Right. You know, yeah. And and they can control the thing, but they can't get your personal information. They can't read your texts. They can't. Yeah. And then when they queue up songs, it's not going to impact your recommendations. Right. Yeah, that's the other thing, uh, Jason just pointed out. If you're home. Right. Mm-hmm. And you, anyone who walks into your house can say, "Hey Siri, read my texts," and they'll do it. Like yeah. it doesn't care. It just there's a know. there's a <laughs> setting to turn that off. Well, but you then you're then up, you're taking the the functionality off. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so there's a setting during setup well, that's around. to turn off personal information stuff. And you, if you, unless you live alone, like. And don't get visitors very often. You should probably turn that off for now. Yeah, yeah. But then, what's the point of of even having it there? You know, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. Who? You know, what? Yeah. You know, like, I think the Verge this review said, "What? What lonely music lovers' <laughs> life is this for? If all, all these things really should only be used by somebody who's home alone and never gets visitors." So just spitballing thinking out loud so there is family sharing in itunes yes Mm -hmm. and so i'm guessing that 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 is going to be apple's way of 
enabling multiple users through HomePod somehow. Well, yeah, but family, sh- yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah. But they have to add that because that's not even a thing now. Like it's, right. it's, it's one iCloud account. If that iCloud account is family sharing, the other shared members still have their separate Apple Music accounts that mm-hmm. are for them on yeah. their phones, but not on HomePod. Yeah, they're going to have to do something to family sharing to basically make it more robust so that it can support yeah, right. yep. the home what what they want the home pod to do eventually yeah. and it's just i just don't understand why in the last 9 months they haven't addressed or considered any of these issues these are seems like they would be relatively common issues that should come up if they've been working on this thing for how many years this should have come up pretty early in the process yeah. but they just either right. they just decided they don't care or they just never thought of it i don't know yeah, well, you know, for years, Apple, or Steve Jobs in particular, called the Apple TV a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm guessing the same kind of philosophy was taken with HomePod I, back when so. it started. Like, they were like, oh, let's see if somebody was like, yeah, let's see if we can do this. And then it, so it yeah. didn't get priority. And then when Amazon and Google came out with their products, somebody went, you know that thing that Joe was working on? We should actually yeah, yeah. put some... Uh, resources behind that i'm totally guessing here i have no idea what how the evolution of HomePod mm-hmm. has come up but it feels like that's that's what happened has has happened yep. so but that doesn't mean they have to release it now in this state yeah. like i don't right. i right. can't for the life of me understand why they would delay it and then still re- release it incomplete like it's still released with mm-hmm. not even incomplete by our standards of here's what the market expects but by their own this is this is what it's going to do demos like you can't gang it into stereo pairs. You can't play whole home music yet. You can't uh, you can't summon a an Uber, you know, it's yeah. things, things that they said it was going to be able to do last summer when they showed this thing off. It doesn't do. And it's like, well, didn't you delay it? Why? Why would you delay it and then still release it? Not finished. So Tim Tim Cook said last week that you could use it to call an Uber. And from what people right. say on the earlier reviews, it can't. Yeah, there, <laughs> so, there were. um Tim Cook's home it, pod can can call it Uber. It could, this could have to do with the Uber app because the Uber um, app sometime back in January lost its Siri integration and it just came back in an app update. So maybe there was something wonky with the Uber app and that's why all the testers couldn't do it. So that's one of those things we're going to have to try out when we, yeah. when yeah. we get ours. See if that's... And on, on Facebook, Mark is suggesting that maybe they should have had two HomePod models like a HomePod mm-hmm. Basic, you know, and a HomePod Pro that would be higher priced. Um, do you think the pricing is considering, like, you know, what's available on mm-hmm. it at launch? Do you think it's priced to right or no? I mean, it depends on what you're into. If you if you want great sound, then yeah, the Google Home Max is is four hundred. So you yeah. know, clearly, what it does and how it does it is worth that price, and it's. Better sounding than Sonos One, supposedly, mm-hmm. which is they're normally two hundred, and they've been having sales like buy two for three fifty. Um, so, and and it sounds, it seems like that's it's appropriately priced for it's. Yeah. They're not. There's no quote Apple tax in terms of the the sound quality you get uh, compared to other speakers of its ilk. Yeah, the the one area where Apple um, HomePod seems to really trump even Sonos One is this kind of room filling sound where Apple mm-hmm. uh, where, where HomePod measures the acoustics and where you are and the walls and all this stuff. And it, it there's no like what what uh, audiophiles call a sweet spot where you can st- where you get like a perfect um, you know uh, balance yeah. of of sound. It does that everywhere. 
And Sonos yeah. doesn't do that. They just deliver really good sound in a in a regular type of a speaker. They uh, no Sonos kind of does that, but you have to go through a process. Yes, that's true. Um, you that's have to go. Yeah, right, you have right. to wave your phone around like you're on one of those yeah, yeah. weird paranormal <laughs> yeah. shows, uh, walking around the room while it plays right. noises. Um, I just went through that. It it works. It um, frankly sounds way different and really good when you do that. I'm I'm shocked at how good. A Sonos One sounds for the size that it is and for the mm -hmm. price that it is. I've got one right next to the Google Home Max. I've been doing a lot of listening with both of them uh, lately, trying to, you know, get my ears really acclimated to these. These are the nearest competitors to the HomePod, so I can really, when the HomePod comes, I really get a good idea. And it's surprising to me how often a certain song will sound better on the Sonos One than the Google Home Max. Mm -hmm. You know, just in terms of the the whole soundstage, it never has as much bass. But you know, when it when you're talking about how clear everything sounds, sometimes the Google Home Max really doesn't sound that great, and I can't figure out why. And that's supposed to have a similar room scanning tech that uh, HomePod yeah. has. Yeah. So Friday is the day that we'll get our HomePod. Uh, as I said, w watch our social networks to see when we'll be doing an unboxing and if you guys have any questions things you want us to look at jason is going to be doing our review uh so yeah if you have a particular like a really specific thing you want me to test like i'm going to test all the obvious stuff but if you're like make sure you check out blah 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 whatever um tweet at me jason cross zero zero and uh and i'll put it on my list of stuff that i make sure i check out and there's i think one last question on it is uh does it have voiceover? I'm not familiar with what that is. Does it have voiceover? Uh, the Apple voiceover tech, like reading your screen type stuff? Yeah, like... Oh, like I see. The screen reading? I mean, it, it can read your... It's supposed to be able to read your latest texts to you. Other than that, it's not really interacting with your other um, Apple stuff in the way that, like, it would... Right. Like, like when you're doing voiceover, yeah, yeah, like when you're having Apple read your screen to you, your iPhone read your screen to you, it comes out of the HomePod or something. It, that's that none of that's supposed to happen, supposedly. Um, yep, and that was asked on both uh, YouTube and on Twitter. So yeah. thank you mm -hmm. for that. Yeah, so we'll have more HomePod coverage coming up in the upcoming weeks. So stay tuned for that. But we're going to move on to our next topic, which is the Apple Watch. And uh, there have been a few developers who have created Apple Watch apps, and they've abandoned those apps. And um, the most recent one was Slack, which if people don't know, Slack is basically a, a communication tool. It's, it's essentially a, like a, you know, a kind of a big chat room that people use in businesses and stuff. I guess you can use them outside of business. There's no reason. Maybe yeah. you have to pay for it. But IRC for businesses. Yeah. <laughs> but it's essentially, yeah, it's, it's, everything comes back again. It's, you know, I was like, mm -hmm. I remember being in a copy server room like this and when I first started Slack. But um, Slack used to have, well, they've abandoned, I think, they have abandoned development of their particular app. So Amazon had an app, and it's not really working anymore either. So uh, in the case of Slack in particular, I think um, 
I think not a lot of people, they had a standalone app on the watch. And I think most of what it did were not what people were using it for. Yeah. Uh, it still works with when you get a Slack notification, it still pops up. Right. You can read it. You can hit yep. the little reply button and reply because they support the standard like replying text notifications things. And I think that's like 99% of what people use Slack yeah. for on their watch. And so they probably said it's not worth maintaining a standalone watch app for all this functionality that people aren't using when that's what people want. Um, it could, it could be, but it has been an, an issue where multiple sort of high tier developers have kind of given up on their standalone Apple watch apps. Yep. Yeah. Interested to hear from people watching if they have an Apple watch, do they have an app that the developer has stopped supporting and mm -hmm. you know, what, what, what was that app and are they, you know, did, did it, affect their productivity or how they use their watch or do they even use their watch in that way you know do they yeah, want what's more apps really for funny watch? Is, uh, so, a couple of like amazon no one even noticed for like yeah. a month. right <laughs> so i mean i have to admit you know i don't even have my i forgot i'm not a big watch wearer i got an apple watch because i felt like i had to buy one because of what i do <laughs> for a living i didn't wear a watch before i yeah. did, even forgot to put on my watch today and when I do have my watch on, I basically it's it's basically for notifications for me. Notifications and and, and the faces, yeah. Yeah, and I don't do a lot of interaction with it. I I actually do like uh, sending text with it because I can dictate it. So you will yes. respond back. I will respond to text using my watch because I find it easier to just dictate. And the dictation is actually very good. The transcribing of the dictation is very good on the watch. Mm -hmm. uh, but other than that, I don't. You know, I'll check, you know, when I walk in my dog, see how many steps I've taken and stuff like that. But I don't really interact with it a whole lot. So I don't know if, if your guys' experiences with your watches is similar or vastly different. You use your watch very much different, very differently than I do. So, yeah, I don't know when the last time I purposefully like opened an app to yeah. like do something. In it. Like it's just not something that I do. And, I, you know, I as this kind of platform develops, I think Apple should and maybe are kind of moving away from the app centric platform and moving towards more of just a, just a third party integration into the system as a whole, uh, richer notifications, um, better complications and, you know, access to watch faces is the big one. I would love to see, you know, like an ESPN watch face or something like that, where developers are able to kind of make a watch face that takes the things that they do, their strengths, and delivers it 24 hours a day when yeah. you lift your wrists. Yeah, instead of just saying, well, uh, you, if you can put a complication if you have the right watch face, and then it's you know the right size complication. Like I do that yeah. for carrot weather. I have mm -hmm. the large complication is carrot weather. I mean, uh, in terms of apps, outside of the built-in apps, which is, I mean, I do the workout tracking every time I go to the gym. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's really useful for obviously not just for tracking my workout, but it's that they put the audio controls in the workout app now so I can skip a track or something when I'm when I'm working out more easily. I can leave my phone in my pocket or it's safe. <laughs> and um, and the only third party apps I really ever use are Carrot Weather because I like that better than mm -hmm. Apple's weather. And they have a nice large complication for the weather stuff and Shazam, which Apple just bought. So yeah. I imagine that my need to have a button and they have a small complication. I like, you can just hit that and it'll Shazam something from your watch, which is great when I'm out and about and there's a 
cool song on i can just tap my watch and go about my business and it's on a playlist in shazam and it's automatically synced with apple music and i'm good but i imagine that's going to be an integrated built-in thing before long yeah. i i could see them doing the kind of thing where um that's very similar to what the pixel 2 does where there's a decent enough song identification library on your phone that it can just listen in the background and be like, oh, here's the songs you heard today. Mm -hmm. What song did I hear when I was at the grocery store? And it'll check the time that you were at that location and what was playing and it'll know. So, and it, yeah, the, the, the Pixel 2 is it's surprisingly um, accurate and surprisingly, mm -hmm. you know, even like when something's playing in like a low volume in a restaurant like i look at my phone and it'll tell me the phone it's 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 pretty good yeah i, yeah. I have, i'm on the pixel too and it feels a little creepy because i'm like no i don't want you just listening all the time what, what yeah it's just well, creepy. It's a, i mean it's, it's fortunately it's, it's not a, sending anything yeah anymore, it's so not it's not yeah. sharing that data with google suspicious. It's, it's a local I don't know. thing <laughs> i don't know it is suspicious though yeah and it's yeah. it's like, not like with google home and all these things people are like it's a noise listening microphone and it, it's not it only listens once it hears the keyword. Right. Uh, and you can look at a packet sniffer on your network and see what data is being sent and go like, oh yeah, it's totally not doing anything until I say those keywords. Mm -hmm. And that's a little harder to do on your phone. <laughs> right. So, it's, you know. Yeah, I, not, not a ton of chat uh, about the phone, but it sounds like uh, Talman uses, uh, has the Apple II watch. And mm -hmm. he says that Waz told him he needed it for the notifications. So other yeah. than other than map map my run, it's only used for notifications. Uh, yeah. On that's the big one. I'd love to see Apple really kind of like create like a revolutionary system of notifications that it really kind of follows you throughout your day, learns your lets you kind of use have granular controls on the on on the watch and not just an all or nothing thing. Mm -hmm. Like there's a there's a real way to do this that no one has come up with yet, and I'd love to see Apple do it in WatchOS five or six or whatever. And on Twitter, Nominal says they use it, Apple Wallet on it, mm -hmm. Apple Pay, and boarding flights. Um, yep. And Merle, uh and Wagenshi uses it for the friends and family plan app. Is is kind of primarily the app that they use there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys. I don't know if that's see how much data you're uh, using or what. Yeah. Um, Carrier thing. I'm not sure what that is. And Mark on face on Facebook um, says he's had all three versions uh, of the watch, um, wow. and he says that the LTE version was just a bust for well, him. Well, Mike, you have kind of a similar. Not necessarily saying it's a it's a bust, but you found the LTE kind of cool, and then yeah, you never used I mean, it, it again. The the it's a it's it, it works fine, and it. And it does what it's supposed to do. The problem is I, I always have my phone with me. Like yeah. when, be, before yeah. they came out with the LTE watch, I always said, oh, man, I wish I could take my watch anywhere and leave my phone at home. And now that I can do it, I always I, like I've realized that I just don't I don't do that. When I reviewed it, I purposefully left my phone at home for you know a couple of weeks and I tested all the features and blah, blah, blah. But now that I don't have to consciously remember to leave my phone at home, I, it's always with me. So I, yeah. the, the, the number of uh, minutes a month that I use it uh, untethered is certainly not worth $10. And I wrote an article a couple, like maybe a month ago that I tried to cancel it through Verizon and they were like, yeah, you really can't do that because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
on the one hand, if you cancel it, then you have to pay a $35 action or $25 activation fee if you ever want to hook it up again. And I can't kind of distance it from my phone. So I, like, I, like, I'm like, I'm just stuck paying that fee for, um, forever and ever and ever. One thing I did notice recently though, is that it kind of works with Android for making phones. Uh, I'm sorry, making phones, making calls where I can, because now I, I, I've switched from iPhone to uh, Android. And I'm, I'm, I'm uh, I forget which phone I have now, but it's, it's, it's not an iPhone. But my chip is in a, in an Android phone, and I still get I can I can get calls if I if I'm away from it, and I can get um, you know, uh, like notifications and things, even that's though it's not hooked up to an iPhone. Right. So that that's your numbers thing. ganged up. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Once I set it up using the iPhone, I can still kind of trick it into working with an Android phone. So that's a that was right. a pleasant surprise. Just for calls and stuff, like it's not yeah. showing notifications yeah. or anything. Obviously, right. Yeah. It, it shows. I, Just the calls I, coming in, but they won't show stuff that pops I, up from your Android phone. No, 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 not on my Android phone, but it works through like my account, like it kind of like circumvents something. I, I got to look at it further, what it can and can't do. But I was getting like like email messages through um, the email app I use, which is which is Newton. So yeah. they were like it was giving me like things that are cross platform were coming through. Right. So yeah, I did. I did get it. Because I'm because my iPhone was is is never with me now, and I still do get things when I'm away from my house with my Android phone. So, it does work. I'm gonna uh, look at it further and maybe turn it into an article of something to, for a little how-to, but we'll see. So while developers may be leaving the Apple Watch, there people, third parties are still finding cool ways to use the Apple Watch. Uh, there's a company called Cardiogram, yeah, which. Yeah. Uh, does a little bit of work with the heart rate sensor in the Apple Watch, and they found that the heart rate sensor can be used to detect diabetes. And uh, Mike Simon wrote a story about that today. Mike, can you talk about that story a little bit? Cardiogram's findings. Yeah, I, uh, I I talked to the co-founder of Cardiogram, uh, Brandon uh, Ballinger, yesterday, and it, it, it's a it's a fascinating study. So this is um it's, it was a fourteen thousand person study, and what they were able to do wow. was use the way your heart communicates with your pancreas to to detect slight um, heart uh, beat to beat adjustments over time and use that data to teach this um, neural network that they use called deep heart that they've they've uh, developed over several years and they already use it for sleep apnea and, and afib and they were able to te- to to detect within within 85% accuracy whether or not you have early onset or full-blown diabetes and it's just it's it's amazing that um and there was no extra hardware there was no anything that they were using other than just the apple watch heart rate sensor to take this data to analyze it and to say okay you you have early you know pre-diabetes or full-blown diabetes and like i said within 85 percent they were accurate that's i mean i mean that's pretty incredible accuracy that's obviously not what a blood test would tell you. Absolutely. But, but I mean, I can imagine that, um, I'm more, I'm curious within that 85% accuracy, there's a lot of room for, well, all 85 out of a hundred people that, that we tried did have it, or mm-hmm. it could, there could be a lot of false positives. Like could, where is that yeah. 15% is that just people they didn't identify or is that false positives? 
if there's a false positives are low, then that using that kind of thing to recommend, you should really go to a doctor and get a blood test. That's what it is. It yeah. is you know, to find out for sure, because yeah. especially if it's early onset, um, then you can do a whole lot to minimize mm-hmm. the amount of problems you're going to have if you catch it early like that. Um, so that kind of thing is really, really shocking. Like, you know, especially if uh, the, the, Fifteen percent inaccuracy is not a ton of false positives. If it's just people we didn't detect it in, um, then that could be really an incredible mm-hmm. opportunity, you know. And a cardiogram last year in um, uh, the spring, they had a similar study that they announced that was um, that they were able to detect atrial fibr- uh, fibrillation mm-hmm. using the heart rate sensor, and that yeah. was months before Apple launched their own study with uh, Stanford. So one has to wonder a- if it's related, like if if. <laughs> Apple's uh, new study they started with Stanford was they yeah, looked yeah. at what happened with cardiogram and said, you know, we could we could take this broader and get more and better data and do something with this. And you got to wonder if next next year are they going to announce a, a test program to enter into a study for diabetes research. for diabetes? Yeah, I actually I asked uh, Brandon that and he said, oh, we have a great relationship with Apple, but they had we had nothing to do with this. Yeah. So, yeah, but it very well could be that they someone in Apple saw this study and said, wait a minute, we could do uh, we have access to a lot more than 14000 people. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should do something similar. And, you know, in this instance, that's totally fine. You know, I don't think that they're, you know, if they want to take that idea and apply it on a much larger scale, you know, that I don't think that um, cardiogram would uh, fault them for that at all. Um, it should be noted that, like, if if you don't follow medical research news and stuff, 14,000 person test uh, audience is, is really good for a medical yeah. study. Like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's, that's usually like the, the kind of size that you need yep. for, like, final drug approval right. type things. That's, for an early study like this, that's that's a really nice, big, large number, and that's what you want to see. Yeah. And um, they, also, they analyzed, uh, I think it was 200 million um, data points out of those 14,000 people. So it's a, it's a, it's a huge study. Right. Um, and also I, I, if I, what I've read about this, uh, out there on the web is, is right. It's not just Apple watch that's capable of this. There's a couple of other heart rate sensors in the world that, (laughs) that give them the proper data. Yeah. He said, um, it, it, they does work with Android wear and Mm -hmm. they're exploring, um, Fitbit's new watch, uh, new, um, smartwatch, the, uh, as well. Yeah, so. it, it's the with the right models. You yes, get the, you get yeah, he right did. Models. He did caution that uh, Android Wear is, you know, it depends on the watch you're getting. Apple Watch is across the board. Yeah. Accurate. And that's that's kind of the thing is that Apple Apple Watch is just it's so popular and all the models work. Yep. Uh, they have a heart rate sensor that that's that good mm-hmm. that they can do that. And I have one last question on looks looks like Twitter is from Merle. Will they ever make an Apple Watch that doesn't require the phone? So it would work with, you know, say an iPad. Um, yeah. I mean, you mean for setup purposes? Yeah. I, I would love that, but I don't see yeah. it happening. Yeah, you can't set it up with an iPad, can you? No, you, ha- you, no. Need, a, you need a phone to set it up. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. You know, it looked like they were going in that direction with the LTE version but mm. yeah yeah i mean it's possible you know it's possible here's what i would like to be why generations down um, the line why can't you set up a uh, home pod with your apple watch i, I don't I, I, that's not <laughs> a, on the list of included things yeah <laughs> not enough um screen real estate or something maybe yeah, yeah. For the, all the text you have to read <laughs> with, with 
with so many Apple watches being sold, I would, it would just be, um, awesome if Apple made a, even if it's limited an Android where, or I'm sorry, an Android app. So you can use, use a cross platform, yeah. but I don't think that's ever going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Check out Mike's story, the cardiogram story. It's on our homepage right now. I'll put it in the show notes. Mike also wrote an article about uh, ways that Apple can stop developers from Im- abandoning the Apple Watch. Uh, and today was my Apple Watch day. So interesting read. <laughs> uh, we need to uh, leave pretty soon because we have, unfortunately, we have corporate training here at IDG <laughs> at, at the top of the hour. But we wanted to talk about one more thing before we go. So the iOS 11.3 uh, beta is coming out soon and it's going to have the battery health settings in it yeah the, so, the public beta yeah and we'll be posting an faq about it uh pretty soon probably sometime today uh so this the battery health for people who don't you know there's the whole battery issue so this battery health setting should allow you to set whether you want ios to uh throttle Excuse me. Throttle your performance if your battery is at a certain health level. Yeah. So. Well, just just real quick, you what you can do is you can disable it if it has been implemented by one of those unexpected shutdowns. Right. But you can't just simply turn it on and off. So yeah. once it's disabled, you have to wait for it to be enabled again by another unexpected shutdown, and then you can disable it. Mm-hmm. So it's not quite as simple as just a, like one of those. Like like the low battery uh, or the, the low power mode toggle, it's right. not quite as simple as that. <laughs> There's a um, when when the iOS uh, 11.3 beta two <laughs> goes out public, the way you'll get to it is you go to settings and then battery, and where that's normally where you see all your stats of like which apps are using how much battery in the low power mode. And there's just a new toggle there that'll say like um, battery health beta, and you'll go in there and it'll tell you the percentage of battery. Uh, total right. capacity you have where hundred percent is a fresh new battery. And then it'll tell you if your phone is sort of being subject to um, being slowed down so that to avoid shutdowns. Is that right? Yeah. So look for that beta out soon. So any day th- now, th- th- yeah, yeah, any day now, well, the beta for people who are using the beta. So then mm-hmm. it'll probably be live to the general public, you know, a couple yeah, weeks either, after that. Either today or tomorrow. Well, the oh. developer version of that beta is out. Yeah, yeah, that came out yesterday, and public beta will be out today or tomorrow. Yeah, and, and then the final yeah. version, probably a week. That's or two. probably not for another month or so, so. unless yeah, they do another beta. So they say they say spring, so it's going to be a little while. Yeah. So, well, did the did the what are those animals the that come out of the ground groundhog? Did the groundhog. groundhog. What did the groundhog say? <laughs> Six more weeks. What one what are those animals? Yeah. <laughs> creatures, you know, ground creatures. Oh, that does it for today. For this week's episode of the Macworld Podcast, again, we have to cut it short a little bit today because we have uh, corporate training that we have to go to. It's yep. life in a corporate world. But just to kind of remind everyone once again, yes. you know, we're you know we want to keep the this podcast you know fresh for everyone. So mm-hmm. give us your feedback. Leave comments in on the video sections or tweet at us, um, and we'll try to you know do our best to incorporate everything. Yeah, yeah. Let us know what you guys think. So. Want to thank Mike and Jason. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Dan, our producer. And you're always welcome, Roman. I'd like to thank the viewers. Thank you very much. Remember, comments about the podcast. Please let us know what you think. And we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank you.